听，鸟儿的欢鸣，溪水的婉转。听，爱与恨，悲与喜，苦与乐，得与失。听，跳跃的文字，灵动的声音。You're listening to Morse Read。欢迎您收听轻松调频美文阅读 Morse Read。我是沈听，让我们在这里一起听美文、学英语。More to read， 用文字抒发感情，用文字诉说故事，用文字穿越古今。Daily quote。The bond that links your true family is not one of blood. But of respect and joy in each other's life. Richard Bach. 家庭中真正的连接纽带，并不是血缘，而是彼此生活中的尊重和快乐。理查德·巴赫。理查德·巴赫是美国著名作家、诗人和飞行员。一九三六年，他出生于伊利诺伊州。十七岁开始学习飞行。一九五五年大学毕业后，他开始文学创作，陆续写出《海鸥乔纳森》《幻影》《一双翼飞机》《世界上从未有过的地方》等享誉世界的杰作。字里行间常常深刻寄予个人心性，作品以坚定的力量和深邃的隐喻，令全球读者心驰神往，被誉为来自天上的使者。The bond that links your true family is not one of blood, but of respect and joy in each other's life. Richard Bach. 家庭中真正的连接纽带，并不是血缘，而是彼此生活中的尊重和快乐。理查德·巴赫。Son Noah, ten years old, by Robert Bly. Night and day arrive, and day after day goes by, and what is old remains old, and what is young remains young, and grows old, and the lumber pile does not grow younger, nor the weathered two by fours. Lose their darkness, but the old tree goes on. The barn stands without help. So many years, the advocate of darkness and night is not lost. The horse swings around on one leg, steps and turns. The chicken flapping. Claws onto the roost, its wings whelping and walloping. But what is primitive is not to be shot out into the night and the dark. And slowly, the kind man comes closer, 
loses his rage, sits down at table. So I am proud only of those days that we pass in undivided tenderness, when you sit drawing or making books stapled with messages to the world, or colouring a man with fire coming out of his hair, or we sit at a table with small tea carefully poured. So we pass our time together, calm and delighted.写给我十岁的儿子诺亚，罗伯特·布莱。昼夜交替，日复一日，年老的依然年老，年轻的依然年轻，并将老去。那八平方英寸的积木不会变得年轻，也不会失去他们的黑暗。而年老的树木将继续生长，谷仓独自站立多年。黑暗与夜晚的拥护者并未失去，马儿单腿站立，转过身来。小鸡挥动着爪子跳到漆木上，稚嫩的翅膀不停拍打着。而那原初的事物。并不会射向夜晚和黑暗。那个和蔼的男人走近了，熄灭怒火，在桌子旁坐下来。我只为那些在专注的疼爱中度过的日子而骄傲。那时你坐着画画，或者做书，将传达给这个世界的信息定起来
，出版了十多部诗集、三十多部佚诗集，曾获得美国国家图书奖诗人及翻译家两项殊荣。他和詹姆斯·莱特是二十世纪六十年代美国新超现实主义诗歌运动的主要推动者，两人也都是中国古典诗歌的推崇者，崇尚神秘与自然之美。二十世纪八十年代以来。布莱的诗歌和主张对中国许多年轻的诗人有过重要的影响。More to read， 文字的世界，用心用心聆听。Beauty of words， 欢迎您继续收听轻松调频美文阅读。More to read， 我是沈听。下面让我们一起来感受 Beauty of words。梁实秋是中国著名的现代散文家。翻译家、教育家，今天我要为大家选读的文章《骆驼》是他的后期散文，作于中国台北。文章托物浅怀，流露出久居中国台湾的老一代人叹老感时、怀乡思国的情怀。好，下面呢，就让我们一起来读一下这篇文章的中英文版本。中文版本由轻松调频的主持人阿丽为您朗读，英文版本由张培基翻译。骆驼，梁实秋。The Camel by 梁实秋。台北没有什么好去处。我以前常到动物园走动走动，其中两个地方对我有诱惑。一个是一家茶馆，有高屋建瓴之势，平窗远畔，一片油绿的田畴，小船蜿蜒其间，颇可使人目眶神怡。另一值得看的便是那两只骆驼了。Few places in Taipei are of much appeal to me, except the zoo, which I used to frequent for its two attractions, namely the tea house commanding a pleasant distant view from the window over the surrounding farmlands with fresh green vegetation and meandering streams, and the two camels. 有人喜欢看猴子，看那乖巧伶俐的动物。略具人形，而生活究竟简陋，于是令人不由得生出优越感，掏一把花生米掷过去。有人喜欢看狮子跳火圈，狗作算学，老虎翻跟头，觉得有趣。我知看的骆驼，则是另外一种心情。骆驼扮演的是悲剧的角色，它的剑外是冷清清的，没有游人围绕。所谓剑。也只是一根杉木横着拦在门口，地上是烂糟糟的泥，他卧在那儿，老远一看，真像是大块的毛浆。Some people like to amuse themselves by watching the playfulness of clever monkeys, which, though slightly manlike, are after all simple-minded animals. That's why people cannot help feeling a sense of superiority and throwing them handfuls of peanuts. Some people enjoy seeing lions jumping through a fiery hoop, dogs doing easy sums, or tigers turning a somersault. But it was with a different state of mind for me to watch the camels playing a tragic role. They had few onlookers and were separated by a fir log across the entrance instead of a fence. Lying on the muddy ground. They resembled huge pieces of ginger when looked at from afar. 逼近一看，可真吓人。一块块的毛都在脱落
，斑驳的皮肤上隐隐的露着血迹，嘴张着，下巴垂着，有上气无下气的喘。水汪汪的两只大眼睛，好像是眼泪扑簌的，盼望着能见亲族一面似的。腰间的肋骨历历可数，颈子又细又长，尾巴像一条破扫帚。驼峰。只剩下了干皮，像是一只麻袋搭在背上。骆驼为什么落到这种悲惨的地步呢？难道沙漠之舟的雄姿极不过如此吗 ？And it gave me quite a shock to take a closer look. Their hair was falling off in patches, faintly revealing blood stains on the skin. They were gasping for breath, with mouth wide open. Chin drooping and watery big eyes seemingly brimming with tears of longing for their beloved ones. They were so skinny that their ribs showed through distinctly, their necks thin and long, and their tails like a worn-out broom. Nothing remained of their humps but the dried-up skin resting on their backs like a gunny sack. Oh, how did they get into such a pitiful plight? Oh, where was the majestic appearance of the ships of the desert? 我心目中的骆驼并不是这样的，而是在家乡，一听见大铜铃叮叮当当响，就知道是送煤的骆驼队来了。愧无管宁的修养，往往夺门出世，一根细绳穿系着的好几只骆驼，有时是十只九只的，一顺的立在路边。满脸煤污的煤商一声吆喝，骆驼便乖乖的跪下，让人卸货。嘴角往往流着白沫，口里不住的叫反刍。有时还跟着一只小骆驼，几乎用跑步在后面追着。面对着这样庞大而温驯的驼兽，我们不能不轻易的欣赏。That, however, is not what a camel looks like in my mind's eye. In my childhood, the jingling of big bronze camel bells in my hometown would always send me rushing outdoors to see a caravan arriving with a load of coal. The camels, sometimes numbering about ten, would stand roped up in a line, one after another, by the road. At the loud call of the coal trader, whose face was smeared all over with coal dust, the camels would submissively kneel down, ready to be unloaded. Foaming at the mouth, they kept chewing the cud. Sometimes, close at their heels was a calf trying ever so hard to catch up at a quickened pace. These heavily built, docile pack animals were just amazing and adorable. 是亚热带的气候不适于骆驼居住，动物园的那两只骆驼不久就不见了，标本室也没有空间容纳它们。我从此也不大常去动物园了。我常想，公文书里罢黜一个人的时候，常用“人地不宜”四字，总算是一个比较体面的下台的借口。Camels do not adapt to the climate of subtropical zones. Northern African countries are known for their brave military camel calls in the deserts, but the camels involved are one-humped dromedaries. Not the two-humped Bactrian camels as we are familiar with. The two camels soon disappeared from the zoo, 
and the specimen room did not have room enough to exhibit them. So from then on, I seldom visited the zoo. I understand failed acclimatization is a face-saving excuse commonly used in officialese to refer to someone's removal from a position. This 骆驼之黯然消逝，也许就类似人地不疑之故吧。生长在北方大地的巨兽，如何能局促在这样的小小圈子里？如何能耐得住这严方的玉娇？他们当然要憔悴。要意义，要委顿已死。我想，他们看着身上的毛一块块的脱落，真的要变成有板无毛的状态。交锋揶揄，晨曦对泣，心里多么凄凉！真不知是什么人恶作剧，把他们运到此间，使得他们承受这一段酸心，使我们也兴起。Now the dismal fade away of the two camels must be for some similar reasons. How could the two big animals, born and brought up in the vast northern plains of China, long survive confinement in a small place like the zoo? How could they endure the sweltering heat? Of course, consequently, they pined away with weariness and spent their days moping around until they died. How sad they must have been over their thinning hair! Who is to blame for having mischievously brought them to Taipei to undergo untold sufferings? They certainly deserve our deep sympathies. 其实，骆驼不仅是在炎热之地难以生存，就是在北方大陆。其命运也是在日趋于衰微，在运输事业机械化的时代，谁还肯牵着一串串的骆驼招摇过市？沙漠地带该是骆驼的用武之地了，但听说现在沙漠里也有现代化的交通工具。骆驼是驯兽，自己不赋能在野外繁殖谋生，等到为人类服务的机会消失的时候。我不知道他将如何繁衍下去。最悲惨的是，大家都讥笑他是兽类中最愚蠢的一个，因为他只会消极的忍耐，给他背上驮上五百磅的重载，他会跪下来承受。他肯食用大多数哺乳动物所拒绝食用的荆棘苦草，他肯饮用带有盐味的脏水。他奔走三天三夜可以不喝水，这并不是他的肚子里储藏着水，而是因为他在体内由于脂肪氧化而制造出水。In fact, camels find it difficult to subsist not only in this hot region, but also in the northern plains of China. Nowadays, with introduction of mechanized transportation. Nobody will ever drive a drove of camels all strung together through the open street. Camels used to play a useful role as ships of the desert, but now I hear they have been largely replaced by modern means of transport. As tame animals, they are unable to live all by themselves in a wild state. I wonder if they can still manage to live and breed once they cease to be at man's service. Sad to say, people all sneeringly call them one of the most stupid categories of animals, because all they can do 
is submit and endure passively. They kneel down obediently to be loaded with heavy weights. They exist on low-grade diets, such as tate grass, thistles, and thorns, which most mammals refuse to eat. They drink saltish, filthy water. They trek for three days and nights without drinking any water, not because they have water stored in their stomachs, but because the fat inside their bodies produces water through oxidation. 像这样的动物，若是从地面上消失，可能不至于引起多少人惋惜。尤其是在如今这个世界，大家所最欢喜豢养的，乃是善思仁义的哈巴狗。像骆驼这样的任重而道远的家伙，恐怕只好由他一声不响的从这世界舞台上退下去吧。While probably few people now bemoan the possible extinction of camels, Pekingese, which are good at playing up to man, have become a pet with all. Oh, if only we could do something to prevent this useful animal from its silent withdrawal from the world stage. The camel, by Liang Shiqiu. Few places in Taipei are of much appeal to me, except the zoo, which I used to frequent for its two attractions, namely the tea house commanding a pleasant distant view from the window over the surrounding farmlands with fresh green vegetation and meandering streams, and the two camels. Some people like to amuse themselves by watching the playfulness of clever monkeys, which, though slightly manlike. Are after all simple-minded animals. That's why people cannot help feeling a sense of superiority and throwing them handfuls of peanuts. Some people enjoy seeing lions jumping through a fiery hoop, dogs doing easy sums, or tigers turning a somersault. But it was with a different state of mind for me to watch the camels playing a tragic role. They had few onlookers and were separated by a fir log across the entrance instead of a fence. Lying on the muddy ground, they resembled huge pieces of ginger when looked at from afar, and it gave me quite a shock to take a closer look. Their hair was falling off in patches, faintly revealing blood stains on the skin. They were gasping for breath, with mouth wide open. Chin drooping and watery big eyes seemingly brimming with tears of longing for their beloved ones. They were so skinny that their ribs showed through distinctly, their necks thin and long, and their tails like a worn-out broom. Nothing remained of their humps but the dried-up skin resting on their backs like a gunny sack. Oh, how did they get into such a pitiful plight? Or where was the majestic appearance of the ships of the desert? That, however, is not what a camel looks like in my mind's eye. In my childhood, the jingling of big bronze camel bells in my hometown would always send me rushing outdoors to see a caravan arriving with a load of coal. The camels, sometimes numbering about ten, would stand roped up in a line, one after another, by the road. At the loud call of the coal trader, whose face was smeared all over with coal dust, the camels would submissively kneel down, 
ready to be unloaded. Foaming at the mouth, they kept chewing the cud. Sometimes, close at their heels was a calf, trying ever so hard to catch up at a quickened pace. These heavily built, docile pack animals were just amazing and adorable. Camels do not adapt to the climate of subtropical zones. Northern African countries are known for their brave military camel corps in the deserts, but the camels involved are one-humped dromedaries, not the two-humped Bactrian camels as we are familiar with. The two camels soon disappeared from the zoo, and the specimen room did not have room enough to exhibit them. So from then on, I seldom visited the zoo. I understand failed acclimatization is a face-saving excuse commonly used in officialese to refer to someone's removal from a position. Now the dismal fade away of the two camels must be for some similar reasons. How could the two big animals, born and brought up in the vast northern plains of China, long survive confinement in a small place like the zoo? How could they endure the sweltering heat? Of course, consequently, they pined away with weariness and spent their days moping around until they died. How sad they must have been over their thinning hair! Who is to blame for having mischievously brought them to Taipei to undergo untold sufferings? They certainly deserve our deep sympathies. In fact, camels find it difficult to subsist not only in this hot region. But also in the northern plains of China, nowadays with introduction of mechanized transportation, nobody will ever drive a drove of camels all strung together through the open street. Camels used to play a useful role as ships of the desert, but now I hear they have been largely replaced by modern means of transport. As tame animals, they are unable to live all by themselves in a wild state. I wonder if they can still manage to live and breed once they cease to be at man's service. Sad to say, people all sneeringly call them one of the most stupid categories of animals, because all they can do is submit and endure passively. They kneel down obediently to be loaded with heavy weights. They exist on low-grade diets, such as take grass, thistles, and thorns, which most mammals refuse to eat. They drink saltish, filthy water. They trek for three days and nights without drinking any water, not because they have water stored in their stomachs, but because the fat inside their bodies produces water through oxidation. While probably few people now bemoan the possible extinction of camels, Pekingese, which are good at playing up to man, have become a pet with all. Oh. If only we could do something to prevent this useful animal from its silent withdrawal from the world stage. Thank you for listening to today's Chinese reading. 您也可以通过云听 App 在线实时收听美文阅读以及轻松调频的其他节目，并随时聆听节目回放。想要查看美文阅读节目文稿，欢迎您访问网站 radio.cgtn.com。
，找到美文阅读板块即可。今天的节目就到这儿，我是沈听，我们明天见。